first command, simply must arm our airmen to outthink, outperform, outpartner, outinnovate any potential adversary. Air Force Basic Military Training has an updated curriculum with a new focus on readiness and lethality. The first command, the Air Force starts here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Air Force Starts Here podcast. I'm your host for this professional development podcast, Jennifer Gonzalez from the AETC Public Affairs team. As you know, this podcast is dedicated to bringing total force big A airmen tips, tricks, and lessons learned from the recruiting, training, and education worlds. Well, in this episode, we feature excerpts from Lieutenant General Brad Webb, Commander of Air Education Training Command, Commander's Call, which took place on November 16th. General Webb, along with Chief Master Sergeant Eric Thompson, who is the Command Chief of AETC, discussed the recently updated AETC Strategic Action Plan, which was broadcast live on Facebook. The command team, along with our very own Dan Hawkins, discussed each of the four priority areas, which are advanced force development, enhance lethality and readiness, transform the way we learn, and cultivate an environment of excellence. While these priorities have not changed and will not change, the focus areas beneath them have. Take a listen, and for the full broadcast, visit AETC's YouTube or Facebook page. As we get going, of course, in the summer, we've had a new addition to the command team. Chief Julie Gudgel is in retirement, and now Chief Eric Thompson from 19th Air Force is now command chief. So very first, I want to welcome you, Chief, to the team. Anything you'd like to say? Hey, thanks, General. It's uh, It's been 100 days so far that I've been up here on the on the ATC staff. It's been an amazing time, and I appreciate your leadership and the opportunity to be a part of this great team. Thanks, Chief. Welcome aboard. Yes, sir. The message uh, to our team have really uh, been centered on two things, and that is uh, COVID and also uh, diversity and inclusive challenges that uh, is really uh, the the bellwether for the United States Air Force. Obviously, COVID's not over. In fact, in many areas of uh, the country and certainly inside AETC, it's uh, we're on another one of those upswings. While we didn't articulate that this is a named operation, we're in a contingency. Uh, that's how we, be- we behaved. Uh, and I think that served us very well. You know, we kind of adopted as a mantra inside AETC of fighting through. Uh, and, and fighting through remains really kind of the calling card uh, for us. It's this mindset that we're talking about. Uh, this agile mind on, okay, we're not, you know, we don't know what the answer is. You know, is one of the things that I got asked a lot on, what do you want us to do? I don't know. I've never been a squadron commander in a in a pandemic environment. But here's the intent. The intent is we got to train. Uh, the readiness of the United States Air Force, it starts here, but it's dependent on here. So we just got to figure it out. I, I have heard innumerable examples of water commanders or to the flight commanders or uh, MTI leaders. And their responses have been, what an awesome time uh, to be a leader uh, in AETC. We understand the commander's intent. No one's ever done this before, so we're paving our own path, uh, and we're moving out. Uh, that's, you know, when people enjoy what they're doing, people feel empowered. They, they, have the, they don't understand they have the responsibility, but they also have the authority uh, to move out. Um, I credit that uh, in a big way with the success that we've had to date. Again, I'm, we're not, I'm not declaring victory. We're, we're far from through this. Uh, we're, we have challenges going on uh, even right now. Uh, you know, with uh, breakouts uh, that, you know, occur, but we're meeting it head on and we're continuing to get the mission done. What an amazing job by our airmen all across AATC. 
You know, I'll tell you, it couldn't be more incredible to, to be a part of this team and watch as they really stepped up when the Air Force needed it, right? And it's not just the wings, it's not just the NASA, it's the staff as well doing all the synchronization and coordination to make all of this happen in a fairly smooth manner while minimizing risk to our airmen and risk to our families. I won't re rehash the history other than to say um, AETC and the Air Force has led the Department of Defense uh, on this orientation. You can see it from the number of visitors uh, that we've had from the Secretary of Defense, uh, undersecretaries uh, of the Air Force, both chiefs, the Secretary of the Air Force, et cetera, saying, hey, what have you guys done because you're really a step ahead. Um, and uh, we, you know, we had last month uh, our meeting of the MAGCOM commanders, it's called a Corona, not to be confused with COVID, uh, but um, both chiefs, the Chief of Staff of the Air Force, General Brown, and the Chief of Space Operations, um, General Raymond, both took times out of their opening comments to address AETC specifically uh, and AETC's um, uh, efforts, both from, you know, from the from General Brown's perspective, uh, respective of COVID and DNI, and from General Raymond, how we have uh, really, uh, really uh, carried a good load for the Space Force in their stand-up. Uh, there was so much talk about AETC uh, that it, at some point it was almost, almost a little embarrassing. Uh, and I, I wish uh, our folks inside AETC could have heard that. Uh, but suffice to say, I'm very, very proud of the efforts that we've had and that in, in, in the areas of COVID and, and DNI both. The, the events of late May, which kind of on top of each other, was the George Floyd incident, but also um, uh, the uh, Protect Our Defenders uh, report, uh, which pointed out in very stark terms uh, that United States Air Force has a problem with racial disparity. This is my feeling. This is a moment uh, in our Air Force. And, um, and I just uh, determined that uh, uh, we need to be, uh, we need to seize this moment and make good history. And that's, that's really, you know, how I conclude every one of our real talks. The point is that it's not just me. Uh, I'm trying to do this as an example that, hey, even though this isn't safe space when you're on a live uh, social media platform, commanders and leaders at all levels should be doing it. Uh, and they are in AETC. Um, you know, listen, as, as the first command, uh, if we're not articulating this, if we're not focused on that, how, how can we expect that the rest of the Air Force will? Absolutely. So this is about the business of leadership. It's about readiness. It's about dignity and respect. It's about making sure our airmen have the ability to play at the top of their game and execute what our nation needs them to execute. Uh, and the, the boss uh, has kind of been a pathfinder for us on this one to allow commanders to understand that they can have these difficult conversations, that it's important for leaders at all levels to have these difficult conversations and have these engagements. You talked about Corona uh, and really the first time with our new Chief of Staff of the yep. Air Force, General Brown, and you know he talks about accelerating change or lose. Yep. So what stood out to you uh, about your time at Corona and, and the mission of AETC as it relates to accelerating change or lose? Yeah, so that that is the the, the mantra and more than that the paper you know he has a paper out uh, that articulates that and you know it, it comes from his uh, experience and obviously his sight picture uh, and his preparation for his job as chief uh, that given the national security strategy and the national defense strategy which of course is always where we should start uh, that uh, that we have uh, great power competitors uh, that are uh, are equal 
Uh, and if we are not, um, if we're allowing ourselves to get bogged down by bureaucracy or uh, if we just are uh, content to sit on our laurels, uh, we will lose. And that's, a, that's the point. So he's organized his major efforts uh, along what he calls four action orders. Uh, it's, it's, it's in a lineup that's fairly easy to remember, A, B, C, D. Uh, a is airmen, B is bureaucracy, C is competition, and D is design implementation. A, as will be no shock to anybody in AETC, airmen, is uh, led kind of dually uh, by the Air Staff A1 and AETC. And in fact, uh, all the, we, we briefed all four of these action orders, you know, kind of first blush uh, briefing at Corona uh, last month. And, um, and General Kelly, BK Kelly, and I briefed airmen together. And so our lines of effort are the ones that won't be a surprise to anyone. Uh, it's about force development, developing the airmen we need, uh, kind of wheelhouse stuff that uh, this command's been working on for a number of years. Uh, and it dovetails beautifully with our uh, mission vision priorities as well. Uh, and then uh, bureaucracy uh, really is going to come down to um, if General Brown, now General Brown would tell you the most important action order that we have is A, the Airmen. Where accelerate, change, or lose lives is in B. Uh, he's, he launches his narrative on bureaucracy as I hate bureaucracy. Uh, and this will be less, I think, about organizational change uh, than it will be about um, uh, really getting to the root of who owns a particular uh, item who has veto power, who's an influencer, and who's a supporter. Because we've confused ourselves inside the Air Force and certainly inside uh, big staff efforts on, hey, you, you may not agree, uh, interesting but not compelling, you're not a vetoer, right. uh, you're not an owner. Uh, and so he, I think you're going to see a real effort on that. The other thing I would tell you that you're definitely going to hear from General Brown, uh, kind of like you used to hear from General Goldfein, uh, every challenge and opportunity. If you ever heard General Golfing speak, I guarantee you, you heard that. I think uh, with General Brown, you're going to hear, I want to have the meeting after the meeting in the meeting. And what he means by that is get it all out on the table right here when I'm here. I don't want to walk the halls afterwards and hear, uh, well, what we should have talked about was, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's the meeting after the meeting. He don't want that after the meeting. He wants it in the meeting. Uh, so I think I take he's deadly serious. General Brown is about uh, really cutting through, making hard decisions because that's what's going to take to accelerate uh, change. Uh, C is all about competition. I think you know we've hit that on a number of uh, uh, forums. Um, you know, great power competition, China and Russia. Uh, the air staff has kind of oriented themselves to really get after uh, the the nuts and bolts of the uh, of the national security strategy along that lines. And design implementation, uh, really, it's about um, uh, how do we, uh, how do we uh, go about uh, executing and acquiring major weapon systems in the future and the importance of the, importance of the digital environment, digital literacy, and the digital Air Force. And, in fact, the vice chief even says this, this coming year will be the year of the digital Air Force. The, the, the ability uh, to take uh, data uh, and to use, you know, whether it's machine learning, artificial intelligence, uh, virtual reality, some blend of all that, uh, and design uh, air, uh, weapon systems. In our case, how we uh, move into learning, uh, we, we've already got to kind of got to step up on that. But that's that's what those uh, that's what really what the D means. 
Uh, and that's how he's oriented us on the, uh, in the ABCDs of uh, Accelerate, uh, Change, or Lose. As General Brown has uh, unveiled his Accelerate, uh, Change, or Lose and the uh, ABCDs of that, uh, really our alignment uh, under our priorities of A, A E, T, and C uh, fit beautifully in there. Uh, I've contended since you know we first rolled out our, our first um, strategic action plan, if you will, back in uh, about this time last year. Maybe it was in you know, October or something like that. Uh, I contended at that time that about every six months we're going to have to update that. Just world events, you know, uh, or just uh, changes in our Air Force will have us to have to relook it. Now, I can tell you this, the A, the E, the T, and the C will not change in, in my time at the helm here. I mean, I think, you know, from an advanced force development, enhanced lethality and readiness, transforming the way we learn, cultivating an environment excellence, that's sound. Uh, it's, it's, it's stood through several secretaries of the Air Force already and also, uh, you know, now our second chief of staff of the Air Force. Uh, now, the sub-bullets or the sub-priorities in there, they will evolve. Uh, and so we, we have uh, tweaked them, and I, I would think tweak is uh, really uh, kind of appropriate. Uh, and it's with an orientation on the two things that we've just kind of spent a lot of time talking about. How, an orientation of uh, being in a contingency environment uh, with respect to COVID has caused some changes along that line. And also uh, the, the diversity and inclusion quotient. And so, and not that we'll spend a ton of time, but I just really wanted to roll through it. So advanced force development yeah. uh, now is focused on developing the airmen we need yeah. and the refining the systems that support them, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, so um, back in December last year was when we went through the, uh, uh, the chief's um, uh, strategic planning choices is what the, the meeting's called. Uh, he articulated at that time that the 2022 POM build, uh, which is the you know, programmatic uh, build uh, for the Air Force, will be uh, on, focused on airmen. Uh, and I turned around to General Sears, who at the time was our A58, and said, lock that in. Uh, and that uh, evolved over the next series of months uh, into what we know today is developing the airmen we need. Uh, we use that inside of AETC, uh, but it isn't just AETC at this point. Uh, the Air Force is using that. Um, and it is wheelhouse stuff for uh, our A36, obviously, but uh, con uh, contributory to all the other directorates as well. Uh, in the force development realm. Uh, so all the efforts that we, are, we have underway uh, inside uh, our force development, you know, as the ATC commander, of course, I wear a second hat as the force development commander, uh, uh, fall in that, uh, in that job jar, if you will. Uh, the ATC commander has been uh, the uh, uh, dual-hatted now for, I think, probably almost two and a half years, I think is what it is. Uh, and we're really starting to put meat on the bones of uh, what we want to do uh, that uh, is really oriented towards the chief's priorities. So we have a, we have a summit coming up uh, uh, that we'll be able to kind of lock some more stuff in. But we're not kind of waiting around to ask. I think we got a really good uh, sense of what uh, the chief's intent is, uh, and we're moving out. We've already had some uh, huge successes uh, along this uh, line. You know, the rewrite of the uh, pilot test is one example. Uh, another one that we're already executing is in the uh, exception to policy uh, medical sessions. Uh, we have made great strides. That is all now under um, uh, AETC uh, to run uh, on the vice chief's behalf. Th th those are just a you know, couple of real quick examples. 
chief inside the A as well, I kind of wanted to talk about getting after the issues that, that impact our force generators is definitely high on your to-do list. Oh, it's huge. Uh, not only because it's one of the boss's priorities, but it's a spot where I think I can make a difference. It's a spot that I think I can get in there and really kind of put some effort in there. Um, as we talk about how do we recruit the best talent, right? How do we onboard them appropriately so that they can execute the AETC mission, which is critically important to the United States Air Force? How do we continue to develop them as leaders while we have them in Air Education and Training Command? And then once they've done this awesome work for Air Education and Training Command, how do we prepare them to go back into their parent MAGCOM or their parent AFSC, where they came to us from, that's really a critical part of valuing force generation. AETC should be an assignment of choice. It should be a, a high quality of service, a high quality of life. We need to do the things that we need to do to make that a reality for our airmen. So the, the E talks about that disrupted ops in this you know, contested environment of COVID-19, if yeah. you will, but also resourcing decisions. And so obviously, uh, you know, the tweak really kind of driven by COVID-19 a little bit, but it goes deeper than that. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, and the thing to remember about these uh, priorities is uh, there's bleed over. I mean, you, you could have an argument about, hey, that should really be in T or that should be an A or this should be, and, and all that's true. Uh, so it's really about bucketizing efforts so that we can uh, so that you know, the leaders that I've charged to move out with this can have the bandwidth to, to deal with them. Uh, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. We, you, you'll notice in this, uh, the new layout, by the way, it's on all our computer uh, splash pages right now, uh, the tweaks. Uh, they don't lock, you know, A36 doesn't own, for instance, A lock, stock, and barrel. In this instance, the A58 doesn't own the E lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, but, but there's kind of a majority of the effort. So, so the E still kind of uh, acknowledges straight up the importance of the programming. You know, we have a number of programs, uh, T7, uh, you know, the, obviously, which we'll be onboarding before long, but also sustainment of a number of uh, weapon systems that we already have that occupy a lot of time. But the COVID efforts, uh, you know, it's just the, the experience of the last eight months and the things that we've just spent a lot of time talking about, obviously, is a strategic priority for this command. Uh, so we just need to call it such. Uh, and we, you know, we, there's still a lot of work that goes on uh, behind the scenes every week uh, as we continue to fight through and have and continue with production uh, that occurs. And it's, we just need to acknowledge that up front. So that's, that's the major tweaks from the E. So we'll, we'll transition now and go into the T transforming the way we learn. This pretty much stayed the same, talking about aggressively and cost-effectively modernizing education and training and developing and fostering our strategic relationships and partnerships. The flagship was Pilot Training Next, PTN, uh, has begat uh, a number of other next, which is really learning next. Uh, it's really updating the mentality of uh, 1970s learning with uh, the fundamentals uh, that are uh, that need to be done as we advance in, uh, in deep into the 21st century with how we ought to be uh, learning. Uh, and it's taking place now at any, any nook and cranny <clears throat> inside AETC. Now, I think, uh, you know, at the, at the action level, and I kind of say it that way because we could be talking about headquarters, we could be talking about units, uh, but at the action level, the chief and I want us to be in innovative, to be assertive, to be change agents, to, to accelerate change. Uh, and so our job at the leadership level is to ensure that 
we remove those obstacles that are keeping us from making progress down the road. So that stuff, kind of stuff needs to be elevated. It's back to General Brown's bureaucracy. Uh, and knocking that stuff out of the way, uh, kind of championing where we need to champion at a three-star action officer level or at a command chief level uh, to get that stuff out of the way so we can go forward. Uh, it is beyond clear uh, that at the action level inside of AETC, we know what right is, and then we just need to facilitate that happening. And, and so that leads us to our final AETC priority of cultivating an environment of excellence. We talked about it uh, somewhat already, but yep. you know, driving a culture of Air Force core values, diversity and inclusion, and, and that's been a priority for, for you from day one. Um, what makes this maybe the linchpin of the priorities? Yeah, the, uh, of course, you know, you know we, we kind of talked about it from a core values aspect and certainly the last uh, four or five months, DNI has taken center stage. Uh, General Brown talks about a quality of life and quality of service. Wheelhouse, uh, you know, the week, the, the week or the day I took the, the flag, you know, we were in the middle of a mold crisis. So it's, it's all that kind of stuff. It, it's, the, it's the hard uh, lessons that we continue to learn with uh, mental health uh, challenges. Uh, and these kind of things, that, that's all uh, kind of wrapped up in that. Uh, and very important that we, you know, it's just a truism that what the commander focuses on is what the com command will focus on. Uh, so it has to be up front. I will say, since I, I didn't uh, you know, mention it earlier, on the core values, I, I do think, you know, Air Force core values, that's a great starting point uh, for any of that conversation. Yeah, I think if we're going to talk about torchbearer culture, what does it mean to be a torchbearer for our Air Force, uh, a member of ATC? This is where that resides right here, is that environment of excellence that we're, we're cultivating here. It's, it's about taking care of each other. It's about living by our core values. It's about diversity and inclusion, uh, in addition to the many other things like quality of service and quality of life that General Webb were talking about. And, and that leads to that second focus area of caring for airmen and families, because at the end of the day, it's about both. It's about our airmen, but their families as well. Yeah, if the strength of our Air Force is our airmen, then the strength of our airmen is their families, right? I, I've heard that multiple times, and it's, it's an absolutely true statement. Um, so we do serve as teams. This is a team sport for many, many of our airmen, and we have to make sure that we're taking care of the entire team. It's, it has been a trying year, but this command has stepped up to the plate. Right in the ninth inning and, you know, use whatever analogy you want to use, but it has absolutely swung for the fences and done a great job adapting. Now, we're also not done. We still have a month and a half left to go in this year. We still have plenty of work that has to be done. And uh, this is a time when we've got to make sure that we're keeping contact with each other. We are staying connected with each other uh, and we're ensuring that everybody's still safe as we go through the year. Keeping the action orders in mind and everything that's happening, you know, what's your expectation for, for leadership throughout the command uh, moving into 2021? The mission and vision priorities and, you know, the A.E.T.C. that's on the screen uh, will serve us well. We are absolutely aligned uh, with General Brown's ABCDs uh, of accelerating change. So I, it, as long as we're uh, operating inside uh, that construct, uh, it's going to serve us absolutely uh, in the right stead. Chief, any final comments as we get ready to sign off? I uh, couldn't be more excited to be a part of this command and part of this great team and uh, look forward to spending some more time with each and every one of the folks in this command as we go forward. Sir? Same, same to me. Uh, I'm really proud, really proud of all our torchbearers and their efforts, and uh, I wish you the best uh, as we go into the uh, 
holiday season, and thanks for, uh, for giving it your all. To recap, the First Command's priorities remain fourfold. Advance force development, enhance lethality and readiness, transform learning, and cultivate an environment of excellence. But the focus areas have changed in response to progress made on initiatives during the past year and to align with recently updated Department of the Air Force strategic guidance. Thank you so much for the subscribe, stream, or download. As a reminder, you can follow Air Education and Training Command and the AETC Command Team on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can also catch up on the latest news across the command on our website at aetc.af.mil. From our entire AETC public affairs team, I'm Jennifer Gonzalez and talk to you next time on the Air Force Starts Here podcast. <laughs>